genre. Hey everybody and welcome to Toy Story Minute, where we watch and talk about Toy Story minute by minute. Hence the name. That too. My name is John. My name is Jeb. And this minute, number six, starts with Woody getting shot and ends with toys gathering around as he goes up to the podium. If you're not familiar with the movie, he doesn't get shot with the bullet. He gets shot by an Etch-A-Sketch. Well, yeah, an imaginary Etch-A-Sketch bullet. I don't, the etch, etch draws really fast. Mm-hmm. But been working on those knobs. Just like uh, what like he says. says. I like how Woody plays with Etch because it seems like... It seems almost condescending. Like Not in a bad way, though. Like he's playing with Etch. Because mm-hmm. it takes at least like a second for Etch to draw the gun you can raise your arm faster than that yeah into a gun shape so it's obvious woody's throwing it and woody also called the duel yeah it's it's just like a little game for them which is cute i like it i feel like we've established almost more of a friendship between woody and etch than we have between him and even slinky dog maybe slinky his they play checkers i'll get into this a little bit more but slinky is essentially a sidekick at first yeah yeah do you do you have anything else on on Etch? Is he Etch? Not really. I, I just like, think he's... I like it. Even if Woody is just toying with him, still it, very very fast. The thing is, Etch isn't really needed at all in this movie. I mean, like a lot of the background toys, but just that little moment that puts the spotlight on him. Is well, nice. they do some. I mean, I guess they don't need him, but they do bring him back a few times you in know? future movies. I think. Yeah. The only time still. they use him. But, I mean, yeah, it's still, it's it's just a nice little moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a very creative use of the Etch-A-Sketch as a character. Right. Because who thinks of it as, oh, let's see how fast it can draw? Yeah. I mean, it's not like it does anything else, though. Then Woody goes to his doodle pad. Mm-hmm. I looked up doodle pad, and that's just... You know, it's not really a specific branded thing. Yeah, that didn't look toyish. It just kind of looked like a pad with paper. It's not a toy. Yeah, exactly. So that, which brings back your question, what is a toy? What's not a toy? This we can put in the category, not a toy. Definitively not a toy. Yeah. It bugs me that Woody is asking where his doodle pad is, because obviously it belongs to Andy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woody didn't buy it. It's got a cowboy on it that says draw, though, which is the nice... Callback to like a second ago. Sec- yeah, not even thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, five seconds ago. When we're doing minute by minute, we notice thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's thirty <laughs> seconds of information for us to dive into, but it's actually been like five seconds. It feels weird that Woody uses Andy's doodle pad because what did he notice. Yeah, that like pages are missing or that there's stuff written there. Well, think about it though. Andy's about to turn six. Do you think he's going to be that keen on noticing? hey, three pieces of my doodle pad paper are missing. He'll just be like, Mom, I'm out of paper. Can I have some more? But then don't you buy a whole new doodle pad instead of getting more pages? Yeah. It's just weird to see something that you do kind of play with that is not a toy. Right. When we've already seen things like Mr. Spell and Ham. Mm -hmm. But maybe that just points out the fact that Andy doesn't use the doodle pad. But obviously he likes to draw. He can write even if he doesn't spell very well. Maybe not on that specific doodle pad, though. Then why does he even have it? Maybe he got it a long time ago and fell under his bed. He lost it. 
The sense of time as to how long the toy's been played with, because Andy's a kid, is a little messed up, but I have more on that I if, do too, in actually. a couple minutes. I do too, actually. actually yeah. Yeah. If you look really closely at the doodle pad, you will see foreshadowing to next minute, because it actually has the notes for the staff meeting oh, that it really? calls during this minute. Yes. I didn't see that. That's it, nice. it says, like, meeting uh, agenda. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Bo Peep. She comes in. Hooks him in. Hooks him with in. Her, oh, wait, no. Crook? We, we, we skipped over Rex. I'd like to apologize to Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. I love... I just watched Princess Bride the other day because I finished reading the book and thought I should watch the movie. My first note is just one. One word just says, Inconceivable! Right? That's, oh, my God. I swear, Wallace Shawn made probably enough to live a comfortable life off of one word. Because that movie got so, is such a cult classic. Now. It's a cult classic, and so every like, I'm sure he has. If he was smart, he got royalties on. And he was very smart. He's yeah. very smart because he knows where the poison is. Spoiler alert: It's in both cups. Yep. Uh, there is a Princess seen... Bride minute, I think. Yeah, I saw uh, it's, that. It's just starting up. Plug. Plug. I I want to be on it because I just yeah. read, I just read the book. He's been in other things, uh, though, right? Yeah, he's uh, um, The Incredibles. He was the Mr. little boss. He was the short Mr. Incredibles. Um, can't swear. He's very rude. Very rude, tiny man. Rude, tiny man. <laughs> Wallace Shawn. Yep. No offense to Wallace Shawn himself. I don't he know how voices. tall he really is. He's pretty small. Yeah. But, I mean, not as small as this dude. Plus, when he's next to Mr. Incredible, it makes him look so much smaller. Or next to Andre the Giant. Next to Andre the Giant, it also makes him look that much smaller. <laughs> that's the actual Wallace Shawn I as love well. him in The Incredibles, because I think that's the first... Because that was, like, 2004. Mm -hmm. I guess that's not the first time I recognized someone's voice in a cartoon, but it's the first time that I immediately not only recognized someone's voice, but immediately brought it back down to another character. That yep, could link it to somebody else, yep. He was also, he was in my dinner with Andre, which I've never seen, but I love the concept of that movie, meaning I have to see it some time. <laughs> There's no plot. Oh, nice. It's just Wallace Shawn and some other actor, I forget what, but it's just about them getting dinner together. Oh, good. I only know about that movie because there was a episode of the show Community mm. where they do a big shout out to it. Really? Yeah. They're trying to do, like, shout-outs to movies mm -hmm. uh, for someone's birthday, and instead he tricks the guy into doing a shout-out to my dinner with Andre by just having them wait in a restaurant and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that tiny, strange-voiced man. He's so great. Yeah, I love him. Oh, speaking of Incredibles, we have to do an apology here. Our first-ever apology for a previous minute, because we were talking about Incredibles actors and didn't mention, well, we didn't mention Wallace Shawn, but we also didn't mention The Great. Word that I can't pronounce, uh, repeat on this because... Yes, this is a this is for a G movie, so we can't say his we iconic can't say word. His, that he says probably ten times in Pulp Fiction. Or a lot of times or a lot of movies. in his, uh, his Twitter feed. Have you ever seen? Yeah. He spells it lots of different ways. Yeah. Samuel, That's just become his thing now. Yeah, Samuel L. M. F. Jackson, as I like to call him. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah. Nope. Never mind. Wait, wait, did that say it was in Monsters, Inc.? As Rex in Oh, outtakes. they do like Yeah, they do like, yeah, they do. They do. At the, if you forever. If you watch past the credits. Oh, it's like a post-credits. Post-credits. Like yeah, like, you know how they do, like, bloopers for, like, the Like in animated, Toy Story 2? Yeah, it's one of those, and, um... Rex makes a cameo. Rex makes a cameo. So. Well, then that's that's relevant to this minute, so they, I, I guess, guess it is. Yeah, yeah I guess I'm, I mean, I wasn't 100% wrong. 
when I was first doing research before we even started like Toy Story Minute, I saw that because Joss Whedon worked on this movie. Mm-hmm. He was one of the screenplay writers. And of course, he's famous for like doing Buffy and right. a million other things that are amazing. He, he wrote Avengers, uh, the first Avengers. Or did he direct it? He did probably multiple things. He's very, very involved. I think we see a lot of his influence in this, but the influence that I saw explicitly in my research was that he conceived of the character Rex. Like, he added... Which many saw as something that was inconceivable. Jeb, I'm gonna... (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Jeb, how could you have done this to me? You've betrayed me. You've stabbed me right in the heart. I'm not sorry about it. I love Rex's character because... Obviously, Andy plays with him as a scary, force field-eating dinosaur. dinosaur. Intimidating. He always plays an intimidating role. So it really shows how a toy is separate from their personality in the games that they are played with. Mm -hmm. Mr. Potato Head isn't evil. He's just kind of a jerk. Right. Uh, Slinky Dog is definitely not evil. Even though he's working for Mr. Potato Head or One-Eyed Bart. He's working for One-Eyed Bart. He's not working for Mr. Potato Head. If you take one eye out of Mr. Potato Head, do you think he becomes noticeably more jerk-like? I don't think so. I don't think so. Probably (laughs) not. But it's a nice thought. Yeah. I think the big thing to talk about this minute is Miss Bo Peep. We were debating before we started recording this minute, is she, as the kids these days say, thick? With two C's. Or is it just her dress? Because she has a, a big dress, but I was pointing out she's got tiny little legs. And she's pretty tall, which means she has to be able to balance. So she's probably got a low center of gravity, which could, I guess, be in the dress. Is the dress made of porcelain too then? Or do you think that's like a I feel like it soft is. fabric on top of it? Because oh. she's got the bloomers and you mm-hmm. can see layers in her skirt. Right. Which to me points to it not being something fragile like that, but it being... Right. I feel like it could be like lace or something. Like satin. Satin. Something like something that. Something like that. She is very flirtatious in this minute. She also, she's got that hourglass. Very thing. severe the hourglass. The waist is smaller than her head, which you see... Problematically in a lot of female character designs, but this is a toy, so Yet it's not another as bad. unrealistic expectation for women. That they gotta be society. shepherdesses. They gotta be shepherdesses. <laughs> they have to find someone to take care of their sheep for the night. Oh, man. Okay, can we talk about... Well, first, do you have a... Uh... This is the first time Bo Peep talks, right? Yeah, Let's uh, Let's talk about her voice actress. Let's pop it up. Okay. Bo Annie Peep. Something. Annie Potts. Annie Potts. The only other relevant role that I found was she was the secretary in the original Ghostbusters movies. Oh, yeah. There's mm-hmm. like there's only like two female characters in that movie. Sigourney Weaver and Annie Potts. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She's like the secretary. Wasn't that played by like Chris Hemsworth in the remake? Yeah, or in the remake, yeah. I've seen Hemsworth. the remake. Yeah, I have it. I mean, it's not as bad as people say it is, but. Well, people say it's bad because it it's has four females. Yeah. It was hot take. Parts of it, I, I thought it was pretty funny, but I mean, I didn't. A remake is almost never as good as the right. original. With like, as far as remakes know. go, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I don't know. I was never that big into or Ghostbusters. Reboots. Me neither. So like, I, guess I that first also adds saw to Ghostbusters it. a couple years ago. Really? Well, because she has the very sexual voice. Yeah, she has a, a very feminine, soft voice, mm-hmm. which works for a porcelain figure. I saw test animation, like drawn animation where they didn't have all the voice actors yet. She wasn't voiced by Annie Potts yet, and mm-hmm. it was like someone doing a southern accent for her. 
I like her better as the Annie Pops voice. Not yeah. even having well, her. Well, he's already that. kind of southern, even though yeah. Tom Hanks doesn't do a southern accent. Right? For him. Do you think that the cowboy would go for a southern girl? I mean, she's a shepherdess. That's kind of an equivalent to a cowboy. I was talking to my brother about oh, okay. this movie the other day, okay. and he was saying that Bo Peep is interesting because she's a shepherdess. And you see, at least in biblical stuff and, and things like that, you see shepherds mm-hmm. as, like, it's kind of like a cowboy. You know, they're they're taking care of an animal. I bet. Yeah. Okay. And they're protecting that animal. Yeah. And they're all, like, they spend a lot of time alone in the, in the wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's something to the fact that Woody would be going for someone who's a lot like He him. resonates with it. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot to connect on. But then she does some obvious innuendo of a well we can't get explicit with it because this is for a movie that's rated g when she says that they should you know hang out that night oh what is she saying they should do because we have pointed out previously with the woody's teeth debacle Mm -hmm. what parts do toys have we were talking about her being quote-unquote thick so is she actually thick? Does under she the dress? have a butt? I'm sure she has like some. There's some porcelain there that is roughly where her butt would be. Is she like a Barbie doll, like a Ken doll? That's the because f- Woody has teeth again. It's a conundrum. Does Does Woody have a heart? Does Woody like we said? Does Woody have a ding dong? Does what is Woody? How is Woody getting excited? Because he is visibly excited. Oh yes, he looks like he's just about ready to pop. Yup. I like the uh, the couple of blocks away joke. I'm only a couple of blocks away. With she the walk says, and a as couple she's of walking blocks. past <laughs> some like toy blocks. Which I mean, they're t- they're small, so the the room is big enough for them that it feels like that. I guess it feels like a neighborhood. We're, well, she's kept on the desk with her sheep, right? Mm-hmm. Or on the a nightstand. Yeah. And Woody lives what in the toy box? I think he sleeps with Andy in Andy's bed. Honestly. I, I do want to point out, I guess we probably haven't talked about it yet, but the toy box is Western-themed, like everything in Andy's room. That's true. It has like it looks like a wagon. Mm-hmm. After she says, I'm only a couple blocks away, there's like a little digitized yodel sound. Yeah, well... I have no idea what that know. is. It can't be Woody. It sounds almost like Mr. Spell saying it. Except for like a little yes, a little less robotic. It took John like three or four times. We went through it three or four times before I actually <laughs> I kept, even heard the yodel. I kept saying, "Hey, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this." Oh, speaking of really close-looking things, the Pixar are not the Pixar thing, just just the Toy Story thing. When characters blink, mm, you ruined Toy Story for me. I ruined. I'm going <laughs> to ruin Toy Story for everyone because you'd really notice it when uh, with Rex and then when Woody's talking to Bo. Mm-hmm. Whenever they blink, it's one eye at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't. I really don't. Because you don't naturally. Sometimes if I'm sitting there and not and kind of spacing out to the point where I notice my blinking, I'll do that and I'll be like, "This is this like- does not feel natural." <laughs> Like, this is strenuous on my eyes to blink once at one, one eye and then the other. I don't, I don't now, like it. And now, Jeb, not only have I ruined Toy Story for you, you ruined and blinking. the listeners. Yeah, because probably someone is in their car or on a run or doing dishes right now listening to this. Trying to blink with one eye then the next, <laughs> and they're going to get in a crash. They or... do a wave of blinking. Yeah, don't, don't do too much blinking if you're driving. Disclaimer, if you try to blink funny like a Toy Story character while you're driving and you get in a crash... I'm going to feel so bad. I was going to say we are not responsible. Oh, (laughs) we're going to feel bad, but we're not going to feel legally bad. Yeah, morally, (laughs) 
morally i'll be like oh no we did that but legally i'll be like hey i didn't we specifically told them not to do that it's like last year when pokemon go was really big yep the makers of pokemon go were not responsible for dumb people who would crash their car because we were paying attention to pokemon or go. snapchat when they added the how many miles per hour filter you're going i never got that filter i guess it's for when you're on a plane or you're a passenger but yeah. Obviously, you're going to use that when you're driving. Yeah, but I mean... I never yeah, have. They, I haven't either. I just know that when I'm flipping through the filters on Snapchat, they have the miles per hour, and then underneath it, there's an asterisk for a while. It says, please do not oh, there is? use while driving or something <laughs> along those lines. I you were going to say for kilometers per hour or something. No. I've seen that filter, but only ever with it saying zero, and it's like kind of a fun, edgy, if ironic it's above, thing. Yeah, if it's above, I think it has to be above zero for it to say, like, don't use while driving or something like that. That makes sense. On Andy's bookshelf, Andy's bookshelf time. Do, 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 do. We need to go with some music for that. <laughs> I don't think we do because it doesn't come up that many times. <laughs> it's just like an early. If the entire show movie thing. took place strictly in Andy's room, directly in front of the bookshelf, maybe, but. And there's not that many books on it. Right. But there is the game Operation. He is five. Yeah. So he doesn't well, have that many books. He's six, and he can obviously read and write. He's a smart yeah, kid. Yeah, I guess. Operation. The most stress-inducing game. Yeah, it is. I found out that there was a game show about board games, and one of the things was you play Operation on, like, a giant Operation board. Mm, I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I don't think it lasted very long, it but didn't. that sounds really interesting. I really wish that that was, like, a thing you could go to, like, a casino and play Operation. Or go to, even go to one of them adult Chuck E. Cheese's, the, uh... Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's! Play some Operation! If Dave and Buster's is listening, you're welcome. Give us... Some money. Plug. <laughs> Plug. Yeah. And I also found out that there are several Pixar versions of Operation. There's a Buzz Lightyear one. And there's a Mater one. Hmm. I guess it, it never struck me that there would be non-human Operation games. Right, but if... I mean, Cars got organs too. Except, I mean, in, in Cars they do. They're not called organs though, they're called parts. I mean, you could call organs You parts. could call an organ a part, like a human part. And like an engine could be like a car organ. I have one more note for this because we get introduced to a cool a cool background character. I love just seeing its reactions to everything. The Matryoshka doll, mm-hmm. I found out, is a Russian thing meaning little maiden. Like Mit- Matryoshka is like Matroy, like ma- matron. Okay. It's like a kind of uncommon Russian name because most of the Russian nesting dolls are of like ladies with like little shawls. Mm-hmm. And the world record for most Matryoshka layers is 51. I would love to see them hop out of each other like they do in Toy Story. With the small toys up Also, saying smaller toys up front, I get it, but now that we've looked at most of the toys, there's only a little over a dozen. I mean, there's like a couple dozen overall. It's not so many that you feel like the crowd. It's not as busy as you'd think it would be with. Because they make a good use of their economy of their characters. They do. Which I feel comes from the fact that it's computer animated and it took a long time to render back then yeah. and all that. In order, the biggest choice got is a stylized bulldog, and then it's a cat, and then it's a duck, and then a goldfish, and then a little ladybug. All right. And I love it. They're so cute. And I'm wondering, are all of them individual, like... Beings? Entities? Like, you know, like capital T toys. Yeah. Because if so, 90% of the time, the smallest one is just in darkness. Total No darkness. idea what's going on, yeah. That brings up a whole, yeah, that brings up a whole other thing. There's a lot of existential questions to Toy Story, 
And the one that I don't think anyone ever brings up is the fact that the Matryoshkas, the Troikas, as they're called it in later, I don't think in this movie, but in later movies. And I don't think that's a question we ask is, what about the Troikas? Right. Those poor, poor things. Poor, poor little nesting thingies. Do you have anything else to say? There's also Tinker Toys this minute, but there's nothing. I don't, Tinker Toys are the least interesting toy. Fight yeah. me. I looked them up for a while and didn't find anything that I second that. I second that. I mean, they're fun to play with. Not interesting, though. No, they're not interesting. Not like interesting to talk about. I, I mean, I like anything that's like Legos, Tinker mm-hmm. Toys, Lincoln Logs, that kind of stuff. That's all you can really say. I mean, they only just use the tub as like a podium. Yeah, pretty much. I think he's taking some responsibility this he's, minute. Yeah, he it makes of... up for his kind of dumbness in the last minute. Because mm-hmm. he really came across poorly then, but now yeah. you see like his loyalty in his organization. Mm-hmm. Which I feel will come into a little bit of play next minute. Yeah, it does. When we see you a couple blocks, what was what was that? Only a couple blocks away. <laughs> Jeff, don't say it like that. It's too seductive. What was the thing we said? You're my favorite deputy. Yeah, you're my favorite deputy. It's it's been a weekend, guys. It's Monday. It's been a minute, guys. Get it? It's been a minute. Hey, because this is a minute. Pod. Thank you. Go check out other Minute Podcasts. There's a thing, there's a site called moviesbyminutes.com where they have all of them on display. And, of course, you can go to duelinggenre.com. That's the people who host our wonderful little family of podcasts. And uh, you can check us out on Twitter at Toy Story Minute. You're my favorite deputy. You got a friend in me. <laughs>